This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 11th play of this drive. Allen. Here comes Parsons. Runs away. Throws on the run. Has a man. Caught. Touchdown. It's Cook. Cook again. Why not? James Cook threw everyone and he scores again. Cook, Cook, and Cook some more. Welcome to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Ed Egros, Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth here with you from 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. Listen to the show on the Odyssey app. Watch the show on twitch.tv slash BetQL on YouTube and follow us on X at BetQL Daily. Joining us on the program today, Jason Lockenfora with his thoughts on if the Dallas Cowboys just had a bad day against James Cook or if they fooled us into thinking they can contend with the best in the NFL. And that's where we will start our Sunday Week 15 recap. As the Bills absolutely dominated the Cowboys at home, 31-10. to 10. The Bills cover the minus two. This game flies under the total of 49. And as we mentioned, James Cook absolutely had a day. 25 carries, 179 yards and a score. And then through the air, two catches, 42 yards and another touchdown and of course when you're talking about such a dominant ground game you can't help but think okay does this mean that the rushing attack was really really good and we need to put additional respect on the name of the buffalo bills or did the dallas cowboys have a really bad day perhaps they are even fraudulent joe where would you like to start well here comes easton stick here comes mr zappy so the Bills are in a great spot. I'll start with the Bills. I won't I won't talk crap about the Cowboys uh in this spot. Look, <laughs> someone like, might. <laughs> everybody, I mean, well, yeah, I don't know. She she ended up being on that side, so we'll see. Uh look, the reaction today is going to be, "Oh, the Bills are back. Bills are back even though they're outside the playoff race." Yeah, you missed that boat. I mean, that that was going on weeks ago. That was your opportunity. If you're better, you miss that opportunity. They were 9-1 to for the conference going into this game when they were the 11th seed. And you wake up today, and what are they to make the playoffs? Yeah, they're still outside, by the way. They're still the, they're now the 9, and they're going to lose like every tiebreaker, so they've got to jump ahead of a bunch of teams. They're the 9 seed, and they're minus 210 to make the playoffs. There's three games left. Like That's the belief in the Bills, that they are upper echelon, even though at the moment they're on the outside looking in. Um, Bills were back for me when they lost that game at Philadelphia, even though they lost just how impressive they were. And again, yesterday, they missed two more starters on defense. How'd that Cowboys offense do? 195 yards, completely derailing uh, Dak's hopes of an MVP. I mean, I guess there's still time for him to get back into that race, but it was all about James Cook. And I don't, I, I wonder, and you know, I, I think, that Cook doesn't have this opportunity if Dorsey is still the offensive coordinator. And maybe we should give a little bit of credit to McDermott because I wonder how much of that was on him. Like, look, 
this is working. We've got to stick with it. If Dorsey's the OC, Aaron, like at some point he's going to be like, look, we got to get Allen passing, passing, passing. And that was part of the problem at times. It, it was just outright domination. And it, it was evident very early that the Cowboys had no chance. Yeah, this one's bittersweet for me because as Joe pointed out, I was on the Cowboys. But seeing the Cowboys <laughs> crumbled right as we head into the playoffs is just a beautiful thing. Beautiful. Perhaps the way to beat this Cowboys team is to run the ball in the Bills found the blueprint, which, oh, by the way, if you look at the Cowboys upcoming schedule, they will face some really good teams that have some nice rushing attacks and whoever they play in the playoffs will most likely have that, too. So they better fix their run defense and fix it quickly um but yeah mm. so many teams have just seemed vulnerable and, and no one's really seemed that dominant this season no whenever i think a team is clicking at the right time they lose and, and it's just like who's up next it's it's been such a fascinating season well, I think the one team that that hasn't really might be the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, they had a fantastic performance last night. Certainly, we'll get into that a little bit later on in the show. But I always get that whenever you have some team going up against the Dallas Cowboys, whatever the Cowboys do, that's going to be the headliner. That's what we are putting in the spotlight. And you're absolutely right, Aaron, that yes, this run defense is a cause for concern. The thing is, though, they've been dominating so many opponents that we never really thought about that. And they were going up against offenses when they're trailing, really couldn't run the ball with any kind of regularity. They really weren't allowed to because of game script. And so because the Bills got out to a lead, I think what this tells us is that the Cowboys, and it's been this way for a few years now, the Cowboys cannot play from behind. They're just not designed that way because no. the run defense has always been suspect. You're right, Aaron. They are going up against a couple of great rush offenses coming up against the Dolphins, against the Lions. This is going to matter a great deal. Now, that game against Detroit, it is going to be indoors in North Texas. So that is a significant advantage for the Cowboys. But that game against Miami really does loom large because those outside runs, as long as those running backs are healthy, it can be spectacular. So there are plenty of reasons for concern when it comes to the Cowboys. But at the same time, though, we're talking about the MVP race. I get that Dak Prescott, you know, just did not have a good day at the office, but losing Zach Martin was significant. And especially in those conditions when it was raining and you're having to play from behind, et cetera, et cetera. I don't want to say that Prescott is out of this MVP race just yet. I get that every time the Cowboys lose, we overreact, we go nuts about it, but I think I, we need to take yeah. this loss with a grain of salt here. Yeah, I don't think this is about the Cowboys at all. I, I thought yesterday's result is about the bills and maybe I'm misreading mm -hmm. it, but I, I don't view that at all. And you know, Dak's performance, he deserved to fall back. I don't know that Lamar should have shorter odds than him, but I mean, he's neck and neck with Purdy. Purdy won in convincing fashion. Purdy was near perfect. So he should be uh, the, the lone favorite and Dak deserved to drop back. It was awful. It's a bad bills defense. They're missing half their starters mm -hmm. from the start of the season. So, I, yeah, I felt the lead was totally about the Bills. The, the Bills are t easily top five for me. I think you can make the case they're a top three NFL team. And I don't know if they're going to be in the playoffs. Like The way they're mm -hmm. playing right now, they can score with anyone. 
some of the, the high-level talent that they have. And if they need to run it, they showed you yesterday, they can run it all day. Now, I'm, I'm not making a, an excuse in any way. And it, I still think the Bills win this game um, if the Cowboys are healthy. But this flu that's going around is not good. <laughs> and so, right. like, according, according to some of the reports, like, it impacted 10 different players. Is that right? So, I mean, that's something that, mm-hmm. that we do need to consider in the back of our minds. And I know, I know a lot of teams are dealing with that. But, yeah, I mean, that was coming off a, a big game with Dallas and then going to Buffalo. Look, I mean, every all four of their losses are on the road. They also mm-hmm. seem to be a bit of a different team when they're at home versus on the road. And that's why winning that division is so huge for them. Can I ask you yeah, too, the- real quickly, Joe, that when it comes no. to the MVP race, like all the love for the Bills is fine, but now I'm seeing Josh Allen on BetMGM at 10 to 1 to win yeah, that's MVP for shortest odds. Can we agree that's dumb? Yes. Yeah, that's stupid. I thought it was dumb. Okay. Uh, well, he was fifth last week. He's still fifth at most spots. Yeah, 10. Some have 16, uh, especially after yesterday. They didn't win because of Josh Allen, and that's okay. He didn't go off like he did, like, say, earlier in the year, like the Miami Dolphins game when he was going insane. Um, It's just the Bills are on fire. They're the talk of the NFL, and so that number's getting shorter and shorter. Last week it was 18, and I felt that that was too short. I liked your point about Dak falling, and it makes sense because all four of your losses for the Cowboys being on the road, if you're going to be the MVP, I don't know if you can have that, right? I mean, I think that looks like mm-hmm. a wart like on your resume if you can't <laughs> win on the road. And now they're going to Miami. I think the last game, or the, they do have kind of a mixed schedule where they will be back at home. Yeah, Detroit. They host Detroit. And then at Washington, I mean, gosh, can't lose that <sighs> one. But uh, it'll be interesting hmm. to see how they bounce back, what they're able to do against the Dolphins on the road. Some bad again. defenses. Those are bad defenses they're going to be facing. In those last two weeks. Right. So mm-hmm. if he's in the race, it's going to be there for him. I don't know. We'll, we'll see what a week 18 holds. They might have their spots set. I don't think they will, but they might. And uh, <laughs> that Washington secondary showed you again what they're all about. Yeah, oh, we saw that coming. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, us Rams minus six and a half backers. We saw that coming. We Plus knew Stafford. what we were in for. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Though I suspect that game will be coming up again in a different segment, perhaps a little later on in the festivities. I'm just saying. Uh, but as we get back to this MVP race conversation, of course, you know, Dak Prescott, deservedly so, uh, should have his odds, uh, you know, get longer. But mm-hmm. when it comes to the 49ers, massive win over the Cardinals, just in terms of overall domination, winning that one 45 to 29. Uh, They cover the minus 13 and a half. The game goes over the 48 and a half. But now Brock Purdy is minus 200 on BetMGM to win MVP. And of course, also in this conversation, and a lot of pundits came out and said this, Christian McCaffrey really is the MVP of this offense, and you can get him at 20 to one. But at the same time, though, do you really want to give the MVP to a running back? I know so many people want to bandy about this idea that he deserves it. He's the real engine that gets this 49ers offense going, but he is still a running back and he is still limited in terms of what he can do. So 
despite the fans chanting MVP when CMC was walking off the field, despite the fact that even Brock Purdy said Christian McCaffrey should be MVP, Joe, what are we to make of these odds right now? The the pundits are morons, so I, I don't give a damn what they're saying. What, what's happening right now is ridiculous. If it was any other player, same performance, same stats, he, he'd be even higher probably for MVP, right? I mean, there's this gap between him and everybody else, and now they're, well, um, you know what? Let's look at another position. Why? Why are you looking at another position player? Would you be looking at Christian McCaffrey if Purdy had this? If it's another quarterback, same stats, same results in these games? No, you wouldn't. People are wrong about Purdy, and they don't want to give in. Still, it's crazy to me. It's just I don't know, man. Um, minus two hundred, <laughs> that's fine. He was close to even money last week, and he had a flawless performance. And I know it was a soft matchup, but it is what it is. Um, they're, it's going to be the one seed in the NFC. I mean, that's where I'm at. The team that is the one seed in the NFC, their quarterback is going to be the MVP. That that's just where I'm at. And, you know, I'm thinking it's not going to be the Eagles. So the Hertz conversation, that's different. We'll talk about tonight. Even if he, if, if he plays, we don't know the case. Um, but yeah, like, like people just don't want to give it to Purdy so bad that now they're like going to all sorts of lengths to try to make a, a Lamar argument. Like, what are you talking about? I, I don't even understand how they're even on the same tier right now, but that's where they are in the odds. Cause he's getting talked up so much and you know, they have a great team record. Okay, fine. Uh, yeah. Lamar's your second favorite now. And Dak's a third favorite. Hmm. Is it all just because of the Mr. Irrelevant thing, or maybe these uh, Lamar backers have MVP bets on them and, on him and they just don't want to lose right. their bet. But I thought it was impressive also all the injuries and the inactives that the Niners had at at the beginning of that game. I was like, "Whoa, the Cardinals are kind of hanging with the Niners. What's going on here?" But then they overcame it and they totally pulled away and I thought it was very impressive how they were able to, you know, overcome you know, Christian McCaffrey, Purdy, Bosa, all getting banged up and then able to, you know, finish out the game and, you know, crush the Cardinals in the end. Well, to answer your question, Aaron, about why this is happening, why people are still discounting Brock Purdy even to this very yeah. day, despite another fantastic outing, go to Next Gen Stats. Brock Purdy completed 10 of 12 passes for 165 yards and three touchdowns when targeting open receivers, which means they had three plus yards of separation from the nearest defender. Purdy became the first quarterback to throw multiple touchdowns to receivers with 10 plus yards of target separation since week 18 of 2021 when Dak Prescott did that. This is more about play design and offensive scheme than it is about the abilities of Proc Purdy. Now, I still think Purdy should win MVP, and I think at minus 200, it's just fine. But I do believe if you're looking at degree of difficulty, who's doing something against stiff competition, well, it sure as heck seems like that of all the guys for the 49ers who are not necessarily basking in the glow of Kyle Shanahan, maybe it is Christian McCaffrey. And I think that's where the argument comes from. But to me, Joe, it's balderdash. Yeah, then why didn't Jimmy G win an MVP? Like It's all coaching. Mm -hmm. It's all coaching. Then give him the coach of the year. 
Oh, but he's not even com- in that conversation either. It just makes no sense. It really bothers me at this point. Like, just people can't admit that they were wrong on anything. And they're going to hold on to it and hold on to it and try to prove that they're the smartest guy in the room. You're, you aren't. Give the man some credit. Crazy. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, we will recap Sunday night football and ramifications of the Ravens' big win over the Jaguars and much more Week 15 reaction right here on the BetQL Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.